news now. So I guess I guess I'll say it. Welcome into nerd news now, everybody. Let's go with a science. Jen and Brainy, and I'm Kyle. And uh, from my view, I am the teacher from Charlie Brown, and they are Linus and Lucy. And uh, yeah, we're already off the rails. We haven't even started anything. Well, I mean, that's what's entertaining, right? What's boring on the rail stuff? Right. If we find the rails. Show we're in real trouble, I think. <laughs> Brainy, I like that head covering color. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, after a while, I do get tired of uh, black and white, and so, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I am used to seeing you in black all the time, huh? It, it's the color that goes with almost every outfit, so. That's true. <laughs> Especially when you're like me and you try as hard as you can to dress like somewhere between a 90s goth and Johnny Cash. I say as I'm wearing a blue checkered shirt. Yeah. Most of my wardrobe is black collared shirts. So like two thirds at least. I'm just happy that my hair has not become a giant frizzball today because it has been raining all day and it's super humid. And that's usually what happens. <laughs> I just got to wear a hat. hat. That's the reason why you wear a hat. You're right. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not that all my hair left 10 years ago and has been on, been retired for the better part of a half, a half decade. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Speaking of hair, I am... I think I've gotten myself to the point in my hair game where I'm seriously thinking about growing it out to Medusa length. To show them how it was supposed to be done and not like to shear the, the hair off of the character that needs the hair to be the cool character that she should have been. Ugh. So there's, a, there's a, a woman, she's a professional wrestler, who at uh, WrestleMania, her finisher was she literally whipped her opponent with her hair uh, <laughs> and broke skin. You can. Yeah. It was violent. I'm going, you know what? I like long hair, but no. There's a, there's a limit. When you can make it make the Indiana Jones noise, I'm out. Well, here's the truth about it. It's like you injure yourself with your own long hair more than anyone you could use someone against someone else. Because mine isn't that long, right? It's the middle of my back. But if I lean up against it and forget I've done that, or if I put my arm down on it, you move too fast, you're like jerking your own hair out. Kyle yeah, I'll know. never have that problem. <laughs> Maybe beard hair? I don't know. I don't someday. Uh, Kyle, your beard's nowhere close to mine, buddy. No, well, I just got it trimmed. I just got it lined out. I gotta go have it lined out a little bit more um in a couple of weeks, but you know, I, I like to keep it lined out because I immediately look like one of the two zoods in ZZ Top if I let it go. Or somewhere between <laughs> The guy from one of the guys from ZZ Top and um, basically any bearded redneck from any serial killer movie. Hmm. So, you know, I got to kind of keep it clean <laughs> just because occasionally people see me. 
Kyle, is your like head hair when you had head hair? Was it red? Nope. No. Okay. It was uh, it was blonde, uh, really, really light blonde. Okay. Almost white. Um. But, um, ironically, uh, nobody in my family has red hair. We all have red facial hair. I think that might be, there might be something to that. My husband's a blonde. And when he first started growing a beard, it came in red. Now we're like salt and pepper people, so that doesn't happen. But yeah, I don't, maybe there's something genetically to that. I think it's the English mixed with the Scottish, mixed with the Irish. I think they just take different hair configurations. Like, that's how the genetics break down. You know, the English get the hair, the Scottish get the facial hair, and the, the Irish get the alcoholism. <laughs> um, I, I'm I don't pretty know. sure the English can uh, match the alcoholism. As sure, but you know what I'm saying. They have to pick their genetic trait. I'm just amazed that uh, Brainy has, isn't more salt and pepper. Is it? Does your does your family go great really late? No, we go great quick. Brainy adjusts his salt and pepper. Mm. Yeah, being a performer. I was say, does Brainy have stock in just for men? <laughs> I need stock in Rogaine, man. <laughs> So, okay, I, I'm going to, this is a true story. The reason my hair started falling out was when I was in high school, my hair was so light. I got cast to play a Sicilian in a play. And, and I had to dye my hair black. So I dye my hair stage black, which actually turns it bright blue because my hair was so light. So I had to dye it again immediately like jet black, like the blackest you could dye it. And immediately it just starts falling out. Oh, <laughs> just no. And the, I went to, the, I went to the, the salon and they're like, yeah, um, it, this was coming anyway. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like this bald spot in the back of your head has been slowly growing for longer than you think. <laughs> your hair was given up the ghost. I think you just finally, like, I don't know, gave it the, the last push over the edge to retirement or go on strike or something like, but that's that I started losing my hair in high school. But I also started getting this like my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, I could grow a full beard as like a freshman. And so not only did I not get carded, but I looked like a teacher. So I probably got away with a lot more than I should have. So, uh, what news has... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm more distracted by In Jupiter's Legacy because I have to keep going back and forth between one of the characters being younger and then their superhero cells, which have a lot of beard stuff to them. I actually am, am very impressed with their ability to do that. It's not perfect, right? I don't look at it and think, that guy's got a great beard. But it's not horrible. I mean, there's, there's some yeah. mad skill happen it's it's like i was telling i was telling the thing about that show i was telling nick barucci that every care actor on that show has frank quietly face <laughs> which is you know they've all got the right amount of scrunchy mm -hmm. 
Like I can't do it, but they all have the right amount of Frank quietly face. Like he don't, nobody draws faces quite like Frank, and sure. they do a great job of making them look. So, I'm I've been really impressed with Jupiter's Legacy, but I uh, I I was telling Brainy I'm pretty much exclusively watching Modoc now. Uh oh, you converted it's over. Fabulous. Yeah, I love it. Um. <laughs> Is it in that style? Does it look like the the cartoon look that we saw the still image of? Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Robot Chicken. Okay. Yeah. Where Claim- there there are parts of it that feel super animated, and there are parts of it that feel like Rankin and Bast. Hmm. Um. But the humor is there, and it's amazing, and just listening to it, like if you listen to it with your eyes closed, uh, I don't know if everybody can do this, but I can see the actors that are doing the voices because they're all famous comedians or actors from other things. Yeah. And it totally sounds like just them interacting normal. Um, And then if you think about the fact that like Nathan Fillion and uh, Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan and Patton Oswalt all played D&D together for a long time, it just sounds like they're in a D&D campaign and this is what their characters are doing. <laughs> which makes me very happy. They, they should make a MODOK uh, D&D campaign. That will be quite entertaining. So there is a Marvel role-playing game out there now. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's been there for a long time, actually. But there is, there's a newer version, or there's a newer update to it that comes with card decks, where you can, like, um, uh, you, you buy the cards, and it, like, gives you certain traits and certain characters, oh, uh, or yeah, you're, you're NPCs, the, and that kind of stuff. You're talking about the new Marvel deck building game. <clears throat> no, it's an RP, it's a it's an expansion to the RPG. I don't know, card decks what? might be the wrong word for it. Expansions? Where you get new NPCs so you can encounter and add new characters to the game. Uh, having not seen it, uh, it sounded like it was cards, but it may just be print-offs. I don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, they they, they could, may just have names for them. They, they, might, they might have made cards for them. You know, D&D's done, done that in the past, so I think they still do. So it was Star, uh, Star Wars... Uh, the Star Wars RPG that just came out. Um, Edge of Rebellion. Uh-huh. Did him. Yep. So, uh, did anybody look at the news today? I only made it as far as the Eternals this morning, and then I got distracted by, um, I was doing research for interviews and stuff, so I, uh, I was happy to, to see that pop, but then I saw I mean, I had it opened on my computer. There was something else that dropped, and then I just didn't get to. I was like, "Okay, I can't put both these things on at the exact same time." And I can't remember what it was now. Well, I mean, the two stories that I kind of wanted to mention before we got to the Eternals, at least, is uh, CW has given Naomi a full series order. Yes. Um, and in the same breath, scrapped the live-action Powerpuff Girls pilot. And are reworking the show with the same cast. 
because we all knew this was coming. Powerpuff Girls was never going to make it as a live action, but they're going to try again. <sighs> and if at first you don't succeed, Powerpuff Girls. I think we're about 10, 15 years away from being able to do something like that in live action with all those, um, you know, the, the abilities, the special effects and stuff like that. And we've come a long ways from the 90s and the early 2000s, but I still think we're about 10, 15 years away before we can do something like that. But then again, you know, they pulled off Avengers, so, eh, what limitations? I know, but like... Yeah, Boss hard... Baby 2. Boss Baby 2, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I want, I want live-action Boss Baby. That's what I want. Oh, wait, that yeah, movie yeah. came out once. It was called Look Who's Talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> And it came no, out. I think you're right, though, Brainy. I think you're right. I think we're a decade too early on Powerpuff Girls. We are. It, it would still be nice to see it if, if it does happen, but yeah, I, I think we're too early. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a series like that, though, that be, with the technology we have, you think we should be making into a movie? Like, should we have an Ed, Ed, and Eddie movie? Um... Cat dog, maybe? No. One, I don't think they'll work out in today's uh, culture. Uh, Ed, and Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie were... Uh, their jokes may not work. And same same thing. We got know. it. I don't know. Cat and dog? Yeah. That's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. You could totally pull off Johnny Bravo starring Nathan Fillion. Oh my God! You know, if they did a live action of Johnny Bravo ten, fifteen years ago, yes. Again, Johnny Bravo, you can't do it in today's culture. You just, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's sad. It, it is sad that you can't do that because, I mean, everybody knows it's pure satire, it's pure uh, comedy. But somebody's going to take it out of context, and somebody's, you know, it, it, it's it's an unfortunate aspect that we have to do destroy some art. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think though. Like, I mean, you could maybe get away with a Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, yes, you can. Dog. And in fact, Hey Arnold was a uh, more mature for when it first came out as well. Than it, you know, I, I think they can make it into a teen show, uh, something something like uh, One Tree Hill or something. You know, they, they can do that. Same thing with Doug. Doug can be played out really well as a live action. Uh, Rugrats, you got talking babies and stuff. I don't know. That gets complicated. Yeah. Conversely, I think we need a uh, cartoon version of Dawson's Creek. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Totally Action Heroes. Uh, well, that was more of yeah. a... <laughs> and that could have been a, da- a cartoon version of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we're, we're just dancing around at this point. The big news in the room today, which is uh, the Eternals trailer. I only watched it once because that's my limit on these things. Uh-huh. Um, but what did we see? What do we need to discuss as it relates to the Eternals trailer and subsequent poster release? 
I'm going to be fully honest, completely and fully honest. I don't know a daggum thing about the Eternals, although I'm a Marvel girl. I don't, I don't know Jack. And most, and most, nope, almost nobody knows anything about it. I'm, I'm hoping everyone correct. They were when they went to go see Ant-Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy, which they also didn't know Jack about, but then loved. So I don't want them to look at this trailer and be like, I didn't understand it. No one understands it. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and to add to that, I don't, I don't think the trailer revealed enough. Um, you know, it's more of a, uh, in fact, you could have just put in humans there and it would have been the same freaking trailer. If you think yeah. about it, I, there's, there's just not enough being revealed in that, uh, other than the fact that they were around forever, they you know they helped humanity. Beyond that, I don't I don't see what else they're revealing in there. I, I other than the fact that it's the first look at the characters, I don't think they've revealed too much, and I don't think that's necessarily a problem. Um, one of the problems, and I've I've said this over and 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 over is that when they do films with characters that I know, I expect them to tell the stories of the characters that I know. We finally have a film where it's, I know about this much about the Eternals, which is basically how to spell it, and that it was created by Jack Kirby. Those are the things. So, finally I get to go into a movie where it's, I don't know if you're telling me the truth or not. I don't know if you're telling me the stories you should be telling me or not. I get to just accept the movie and enjoy the movie as it is. So I'm incredibly um, happy about it, um, about the fact that they haven't reviewed any revealed enough for me to go and research. And that's how it should be, actually. You know, you should be going into the... Mm -hmm. Marvel Universe not expecting anything similar to what you already know. Um, yeah, but they, they could have at least given us a hint to who the antagonist in the story will be. They didn't even do that. Uh, a two-minute trailer and they didn't reveal any of that. All it was was an introduction to the characters that, like we just said, nobody knows who these characters are. Uh, nobody, out, even, even Die Hard, like, you know, we all read Marvel. We're, we're you know, we don't know very much about Eternals. And I, Kyle's right. I don't know if I want to go and sit and try to figure out what characters they revealed. I, I'd rather just be surprised and watch the movie and enjoy it. There was something that gave me hope. It it looked like for all the world that there's going to be a Bollywood number than that movie. Oh yeah, I saw that and <laughs> hey, yeah. I... <laughs> sometimes I think they just do it just to. Put it in there you know it, it's just like you gotta like why why does it need to be there and i hope there's a story behind it so there must be like a wedding or something I, right yeah well you, you can see by the way they're dressed there there was uh, some kind of a wedding and they actually yeah. do show a snippet of that they show a snippet of uh, a couple being married in the hindu attire Well, so um, I can tell you because I have the cast list and the character list here. Because mm -hmm. I, I did do that much research. Um, I went to IMDb. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, 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 this, is, this is the thing is that 
Marvel has been pushing us and pushing us and pushing us at the Black Knight now for months and months and months. And we knew that da- that Kit Harrington was coming on to play Dane Whitman in the Black Knight. So the fact that we got to see just a little taste of that was great. It paid off that, okay, Marvel hasn't been just misleading us. They've been honestly telling us what we needed to know. Mm-hmm. You know, that was good. But, um, you know, the movie's directed by Chloe Zhao, who just won a bunch of awards for Nomadland. Um, screenplay by Matthew and Ryan F- uh, Fearpo, which I've, I've never heard of. So great. You know, thank God it's not one of the other nine dudes who have written Marvel movies. You know, they've written multiples. This is somebody new. So I'm in on that. Um, but do you want me to go through the cast list and the character list? Or should we just leave it go? For me, it's fine because I don't know who any of the characters are anyway. So it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I agree. Right. I, I, there's like two I know. And one of them is Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Nice. And on, on your uh, statement earlier about uh, Marvel, uh, you know, trying to put um, Black Knight, you know, shove it down our throat, you have to admit that Marvel has been doing a good job of cross promoting comics to the movies that have that's been, what yeah. i mean um, exactly they've I, been putting the black knight everywhere where they wanted us to read exactly um, and going and, hey you know maybe it's time to pay attention to this guy and here you go now for, from a sales perspective of you know uh, retail it's kind of hard because again just like we just mentioned we don't know very much about the eternals a lot of people don't know who Black Knight is. A lot of people are just like, "Wow, well, I'm not going to buy a Black Knight comic book for five dollars." Uh, you know, the movie's going to be what ten dollars, fifteen dollars, or if you've got Disney Plus, thirty dollars to watch when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But he's get... got a cool sword. That's all you need to know. He does have a cool sword, <laughs> and he yeah, is a he nice... has the ebony blade, man. <laughs> I will say this, and this is this is telling to what you said too, Brainy, is that when we first were starting the experience, I was working on a show that's kind of been backburnered and put aside, uh, where we did lists of things. And one of the lists was 10 Avengers you forgot were Avengers. And one of them, the number one person who was an Avenger you forgot was an Avenger, was Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Uh-huh. And I have to, if we ever want to air that episode, I've got to change that that thing, because it everybody knows who Dane Whitman is now. Ain't nobody <laughs> forgot who he was anymore. Um, which also hints to that trailer. For those of you who have uh, already watched the trailer, you know there is a hint in there about uh, taking over the Avengers. I'm sorry for those who have not watched it yet. So you know, pay good uh, close attention to that. Mm-hmm. I could do it, and then everybody laughs. It's like. My buddy Joel is here. It's like Joel saying that he could take over the Avengers. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> he, he doesn't have any superpowers. Wait, wait, Joel, so, or... uh... mm-hmm. Joel doesn't have any superpowers? Joel does not have any superpowers. Oh, other I than dis- he just inhaled I, my lunch. I disagree with that, man. He's sitting right next to you and being able to tolerate you. That's got to require some kind of superpower. <laughs> 
You know, that's fair. That's fair. No, no, this is, you know what? I'm like the Terrigen Mist. <laughs> I'm, he is mutating as we go into whatever his superpower will be. He's going to become an Inhuman. <laughs> that was the other thing that was annoying about the Inhumans, that they had to have some kind of chamber to put you in for the Terrigen Mist. I'm like, no, man, that stuff just floats around and gets you. Um, I still have not watched any Inhuman, so I, I'm, from what I'm being told, I'm not missing out very much. Other than that, uh, no, it was really the people that were were good. The storyline was crap. Yeah, that's that's right. You have one of the best. You had one of the best actors going, Anson Mount, mm-hmm. and you make him mute because he's freaking Black Bolt, like. This is a guy who just in his voice told the whole story of the the railroad after the Civil War in Hell on Wheels, which is one of the greatest historical historical dramas ever made, in my opinion. And he's just like... <laughs> that's the whole show. Wow. That's, that's disappointing. Um, you know, Do you sometimes... remember... Were you guys at the Retailer Summit where... Di, uh, di, or Marvel wanted to show us the trailer for it, so everybody had to turn their cell phones off so they could show us the trailer for that. And in the middle of the trailer, I turned to my friend and go, "I could record this and put it on the internet, and no one would believe this show is this bad." Oh man! Like, because there was so much hype for it. That I could post it up and everybody would be like, that's fake. There's no way that's real. This show's got to be better than that. And it was not. And I, I'm so mad because the fellow they had doing Maximus was so good at being evil. He was so good at it. I wanted the show to like have some kind of like one of these pivot points like we have been getting in Marvel stuff. Where like he had WandaVision cruising along for three or four episodes, and you're like, I don't know about this, and then it became a Marvel movie, and you're like, Yeah. I was expecting that to happen and never did. It's unfortunate. Because they could have done a lot with Inhumans. They they could have taken that far. Uh, I'm hoping they still do. I'm hoping that reference to Steve being on the other on, on the moon being a reference to Adelon. Oh, I mean, we have a lot of moon bases as superheroes, but that's the one I'm hoping for. Either that or Krakoa. They've got a they've got a portal from Krakoa over there. I just looked up the guy who played Maximus in Inhumans, and I'm going. I've seen him in a lot of things. I didn't realize it was that guy. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, uh, cast list, do we want to go through it or no? Yeah, so we just know who who's in it. We won't know who they're, the part there is yes. necessarily. Yeah. Gemma Chan is Circe. Richard Madden is Icarus. Kumail Nanjiani is Kingo. Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Brian Tyree Henry is Fastos. Selma Hayek as Ajak, which is the other character I know that isn't the Black Knight. Uh, Liam McHugh as Sprite, and Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Angelina Jolie as Thena, 
and Barry Kogan as Druig, and then Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. And they've got a song. Arrives in theaters November the 5. Woo! Hmm? I like it. Yep. They do I'm have so a very, very good cast. So happy that I've accidentally gotten a whole bunch of copies of Eternals number one. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. They're on this side of the wall. Whatever I have is on this side of the wall. I got to go dig them out and see what I got. Mm. I've got my one copy, and I don't know where the heck it is. It's floating around somewhere in my 400 boxes of comic books. I'm just talking about the more modern one, the one that they just did the series. Oh, the recent one? Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't even know how many I have. Yeah, if that. I have anything, it's going to be the original silver. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, I go back to movies don't translate to sales and comic books, unfortunately. No. Uh, speculators, no. you know, drive up the keys, but beyond that, you know, they, they don't, unfortunately, translate to good sales. I've actually, I'm kind of banking a little bit differently on Loki, because I just, this FOC had a good Loki book. So but- I bought bought a bunch i i think that loki book would sell on its own merit more than having the yeah you know, the tv show bring in the people that want to read it uh, it's funny uh, you know that you guys you guys have seen this enough times when i do my uh, music show i do those uh dancing characters um when i can when they're not crashing my system <laughs> i gotta fix that one day uh <laughs> But you know, I've I've done that for other sh- other shows I do, and they refer to them as Avengers, not as Spider Man or Deadpool or Batman. They refer to them as Avengers, as them, um, you know. And I just look at it from the perspective I'm like, I suppose because they don't understand comic books the way we do, and they've only seen them in the Marvel universe, and Marvel universe is basically all Avengers, uh, with the exception of Deadpool. But you know, they don't realize that. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's like Batman has nothing to do with Avengers, guys. <laughs> he is totally not. Of course, you know, I'm sure DC wishes he was in Avengers. That way they would have made more money. But that's another story, right? <laughs> um, and I said, speaking of which, you guys have uh, read that silly article going around about um, Discovery possibly selling off DC to um, Disney. Uh, and I'm like, how are they going to pull that off with the antitrust laws? Well, okay. So when we think about this, you one of the things that I've been reading since that news came out is it's about market share and not about total, you know, it, not about control of a given market. So the reason Diamond was never Monopoly is that Diamond only had a certain amount of market share in the periodic distribution lane. Correct. So Diamond got to count its market share against the people who distributed People magazine. Yes. So it's, it's a different demon, right? So they could, they could conceivably sell Marvel or sell Disney DC because the market share would still not exceed 50%. Their market share was still not would wouldn't be big enough to drive everybody else out because that still counts as two different publishing companies. Um, 
yes. it'd be one media conglomerate, two different publishing companies. It wouldn't change yeah. anybody's market share. Um, true, true. It's yeah, why that, it's that, why it's why Viacom can own as much as they do. You know, it's there are a bunch of different subsidiaries owned by one giant conglomerate, but nobody's market share actually changes. And what's what's interesting is um, from from that same perspective where we as retailers really complained about, and again, Diamond, not just Diamond itself, but them being a monopoly. Uh, at the same time, we will always say, hey, we're a bookstore. We're not, you know, we're a bookstore that specializes in comic books, but we're a bookstore. So we were trying to get basically, you know, boats in. If you look at it from the industry, within the industry, within just the comic book industry, Diamond is definitely a monopoly. They are definitely a monopoly because they can, the yeah, only yep. way you could have a direct market uh, store was to go through Diamond. At, you know, of course, that's changing now for everybody, but uh, that was the only way to do it. However, like you mentioned, Kyle, if you it wasn't go outside the only of the, way, it was just the easiest way. No, it was actually the only way. You could not get Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse without going through Diamond, um, and you could not have a. You could still own a direct market store and not go through Diamond, Brainy. We can argue about this, but it's true. Yes, we for for a new store, no. For anybody who's been like you know, you could do back issues only, definitely. Um, you could sell, you could distribute you could get just the publishers who self distribute. There are a lot of ways you could be in the direct market without, but you don't get the perks of being with the distributor. That's the backside to it. You also don't get you don't, uh, you image, go to retailer so summit. You could not you could not get DC. You could not get Marvel. You could not get Image or Dark Horse without Diamond. Those four are the biggest four publishers, and I guess Boom is also now. You couldn't get Boom either. You were, uh, you know, you couldn't get those five, and IDW. I'm sorry, those six. If you wanted to carry new comic books, you could not do it without those six publishers, uh, without going through Diamond. You didn't have a choice because Diamond had exclusive rights to distribute them. No, there's well, we won't get into that. There's some <laughs> legally gray areas there we won't get into. Um, <laughs> you could carry the graphic novels. You could definitely get all the graphic novels from other book publishers, and that's where mm -hmm. that's where it got tricky. That's how Diamond got past the monopoly, because they were distributing books uh, that were being distributed through other channels, uh, and that would. But you could not get comic books without going through them. Uh, they, I mean, there was bulldog. There was Bulldog and Edge World or whatever, but of course, you know, that they got shut down for doing their practices. Uh, for those that don't know, Bulldog was um, a sub-distributor. They would buy stuff from Diamond and they would distribute to comic book stores that could not have an account with Diamond or didn't want to have an account with Diamond. Uh, but of course, they got shut down because uh, at that time, DC said, no, you can't do this. This is against terms of sales. And, you know, they went under, basically. So, anyhow, other important news that may happen this week that, uh, or you know, so you don't have to dig too deep into the legal minutia of whether or not you can be direct market and not have diamond account, uh, <laughs> because you can, and I can prove it. I can show you all the paperwork yes. and contracts. Brainy. Now you can. Um, uh, Amazon's buyout of Metro Goldwyn and Meyer may be announced this week, um, making Amazon's holdings even better uh, as they get all the great MGM films and television shows. 
Nobody else cares, just me. Uh, I'm 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 tired of big companies buying out big companies. It's 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 getting ridiculous. Well, MGM's kind of a small company at this point. I mean, it's only <laughs> it's much smaller than it used to be. Um, it's been subsidized and split off hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, basically, all they're getting is stars. So. And they're getting their catalog. That's that's the beauty of it. Um, the one plus that could come out of it is uh, Amazon reviving some of those old uh, beautiful shows they had. So yeah, that that is the one plus that could come out of it. Uh, beyond that, it's like eh, who cares? We're gonna see this happen all the time. But they also get Lord of the Rings, the TV show. You know, um, more episodes of them taking the ring to freaking Mordor. How much longer can it take? But they're gonna try. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Come on! You know we all want to see Frodo walk down those freaking mountains for years and years. <laughs> so uh, another piece I saw uh, that was interesting to me: um, Netflix announces a first ever Geeked Week virtual event. Uh, Netflix announced a five-day virtual event entitled Geeked Week which will feature news on The Witcher, Sandman, Lucifer, and more. Uh, taking place from June 7th to 11th, Geeked Week is a virtual event that will feature news, trailers, artwork reveals, and more from hit Netflix originals like The Witcher, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Sandman, and Lucifer. Speaking also, of Also, Umbrella Academy, The Cuphead Show, Resident Evil, Sweet Tooth, Cowboy Bebop, So Netflix is having its own E3, essentially. Having its own San Diego kind of thing. Do we need... Well... <sighs> We're living in an interesting world, right? So if Netflix does yep. it, Amazon follows suit. Uh, now that they own MGM and stuff, uh, Disney decides, hey... If they can do it, we can do it. Where does that leave San Diego? But doesn't Disney already do that? They already split off long ago, two years ago. Yeah, but they, they were still doing uh, Hall H, right? They were still announcing new movies in, uh, during that. Uh, it was Hall H, right? Whatever it was called that became very popular for new trailers. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought that they pulled away to do their own convention that happened. Everybody's been splitting off. Yeah, Everybody's been splitting off for a while since D23 happened, you know. But, but, you know, it's an interesting little, you know, um, look that says, hey, Netflix is doing its own thing, right? It's, I think what, I think if the... Mm -hmm. What do you guys think is going to go on? Because we remember, right before we got to COVID, we were all saying that the bubbles got to pop for conventions. There were just too many conventions, so many conventions. It's like every weekend there were like five big conventions. Which one would you go to? And there was only so much money to go around. Do you guys think that we're going to, that this is course correcting? 
are we going to start and have like more reasonable amounts of them? Or are we just going to like have this floodgate that's going to be back to like nonsense again? I, I think there's going to be a floodgate. I think everybody who runs or ran conventions is hoping they'll be able to bring them right back to where they were before they, uh, before the pandemic happened. I think they're going to be in for a great shock because I don't know if people are going to want to go back to those conventions because we they found alternatives like, you know, CBS is a great alternative for uh, comic shop buyers. Uh, the experience is doing a great job of that. <clears throat> you guys notice how I did those plugins there. Uh, publishers like Stranger, Stranger Comics are doing their own uh, live shows. Uh, a lot of a lot of publishers are actually doing their own live shows. Uh, some of them are escaping my mind right now, um, and they might not find the benefits in doing conventions anymore, uh, or even you know doing. Well, and you look at somebody shows, like rather you look at somebody like Neil Adams. I mean, Neil Adams doing live shows has revolutionized his business. Correct. I mean, now he's getting in the NFT game too. Like it's a whole other world for a guy like Neil Adams, who I would see at three, four, five shows a year. You know, um, I think what you're going to find, and this is my my guess, is that there's it's not going to have popped, but it's going to have had a slow leak. Um, it's it's going to be smaller than it was because people aren't going to come back. Shows are not going to survive. But it's not going to be so much smaller that it will it will stop the inevitable pop that's coming. Um. <clears throat> Well, we'll see. Um, you know, I know we, we discussed, the three of us discussed this privately about uh, us attending New York Comic Con. You know, I pointed out that it, it's way too expensive for me to make that trip because I don't go alone. I go with my family. And, I'm, yeah, I, I, I can say this with that. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm financially comfortable. I'm not super rich or anything like that, but I'm not struggling either. So for a person like myself to make a statement like that, that I can't go to New York Comic Con, you have to wonder about those people who really are struggling from, you know, um, not having worked a year and a half, two years. Are they going to be able to make it to these comic cons? Are they going to be able to, you know, even make the small ones? Uh, so I, I think it's right. going to be harder than we think it is. Well, and I'm in a group of I'm in a group of people whose primary careers are they do conventions. Um, that's you know they're they're convention vendors. It's a group of people. Correct. And Somebody was on there today going, why are you guys in such a big hurry to rush back to conventions? You know, everybody here has pivoted and are selling online through Etsy, through Facebook Marketplace, through eBay, through wherever, because that's how you've survived the last year. Either that or you've just gone out and gotten a day job to survive the last year. Yes. So why are we in such a big hurry? And a lot of people are going, because we had to do that stuff for the last year. It's we want to get back to conventions just because it's normal for us. So there'll be a level of people who are out there plugging along, sleeping in their car, you know, hustling show to show just because that's, that's, that's all they know how to do anymore. Correct. But I'm not sure if the buyers and are. So, um, yeah. well, that's, that's what, that's what'll be there to see. Right. Is it's correct. You know, the sellers are there. Are the buyers going to show up? And, like, uh, I've been trying to talk Jen into coming to uh, a show called Astronomicon in uh, um, in Michigan uh, that's coming up here in August. And Cause the I'm thing the about it, right? Right. Because <laughs> Jen is their target market. 
not at all. But it's, you know, it's it's like that's a show that I I've lost money at every year I've done. But it's like old home week, so I go anyway. Um, but it's uh, the the big thing for that show is looking at the the people who are coming to attend. Their hotel is sold out already. Their VIP badges are sold out already. Their three day badges are sold out already. Like they are crushing it because for this small convention, which is a very specific convention, don't miss that. Uh, you know, it's horror wrestling and a certain type of music. Like, um, very specific convention. But there are people who've been waiting a year. They've not had anything for a year. And these are people, this is a show that I always warn people. I go, you show up, you're going to make money. I've always lost money, but that's only just because I refuse to go it, you know, the cheapest way possible. Like I've always got to get nice hotel rooms, nice dinners, all that kind of stuff. If I were to, you know, try and make money, I could make money. Um, but these people, this, this, this audience that come to the show, they might have two conventions for them a year, you know, this one and like motor city nightmares. That's it. And so these people have been waiting a year and a half with just saving their dimes for this show. And they're going to show up and they're going to show up big and it's going to be terrifying (laughs) because you're not going to know. Well, part of it for me is it'll be the first convention back. We don't know what the numbers are going to be with the COVID. We're not going to know what the numbers are going to be with vaccination rates. Michigan where the show is has had spikes, but the area where the show is has been on the forefront of their numbers have never been very high because the whole city revolves around the hospital. You know, it's like their numbers are high because people are getting trucked there from other cities because they have the facilities, you know, like what is it going to be? So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, but I think conventions are going to come back. Just every convention is going to be different. Every convention is going to be semi-virtual. They're going to have to have some kind of hybrid model. Uh, by the way, if you're out there watching this and you have a convention and you need a semi-hybrid model. Yes. Oh, yep. the experience is ready for you. guys. Um, <laughs> we've got it. Yeah, call me. I, I, I only have one. I only have one hybrid convention booked for this, this year. Um, and that's the Edgar Allan Poe festival. Oh. <laughs> Just because I want to go to Baltimore. Right. It's going to be a blast. Um, But um, that being said, you know, it's I think every convention that's going to be worth its weight is going to have to have some sort of hybrid model. Mm -hmm. And figuring that out is going to be hard for a lot of them. So. What else? Anything else? Anything newsworthy in the comic books? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I. I'm we've got we get to Black Panther number 25 which will be the send off for Coates who's been doing a great job in that that uh, book series. So I'm excited about that. I'm a big fan of uh Colin Bunn's Shadow Man for one so I get to read number 2 finally. We've yeah. been reading forever for Last Ronin number 3. <laughs> I got to go back through and read the first two now. I've been waiting so long for that book. Mm-hmm. Then I had a really great interview um, 
with uh, Jeremy Holt that does uh, Made in Korea, which his work you wouldn't necessarily like if you if you don't recognize his name. Don't worry, all of his stuff has come out through. Uh, uh, he's got one at Comixology and a bunch at Simon and Schuster. Um, they're all really great books, but you just you probably wouldn't seen haven't seen them on like a comic book rack. But the premise of that book sounds really cool. The main character is a young lady named Jessie who um, is very, very smart and knows that about herself and uh, feels like kind of a confused about her identity. But it turns out that, in fact, that she's an AI and that's why everything's confusing to her. So it's her finding her way in the world um, where identity is very... Um, new and fresh. I think she's the very first fully functioning, walking around AI that can be mistaken for a human being. Um, also, uh, are things that I'm excited for this week, um, 25th to uh, the continuation of Abbott 1973. Um, I was hoping we would get a chance to talk to them, uh, but uh, the Blue Flame from Vault has me has me hype yeah i mean that um, they basically said that's that's the beginning of their superhero universe and they're saying it's going to be big and so and i i trust vault to know they've been around a long time and they know whether they're just like throwing out something fun or if this is going to be their wants on good stuff so um, i'm excited well with that said you know we, we also we have to be cautious because um we have seen same thing happen with other publishers where they've launched a superhero line and it's kind of flopped for them because they're not known for being superhero publishers so uh mm -hmm. but yeah you know, but we are you know I'm, I'm looking forward to that title as well so well, on the on the creative team is uh uh i can't remember the name that's really bad but uh <laughs> couldn't get the interview because they're on the paper girls set right now helping making sure pe paper girls goes well nice you know what yeah they're, they're show running paper girls yeah uh christopher cantwell is show running and p craig russell yeah or not p craig russell k michael russell uh but christopher cantwell is writing paper girls is show running paper girls wrote this book so um yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Um, other things that are worth watching out for just something i wanted to throw out by the way yep. Philadelphia is back after a long hiatus nice uh -huh. um and uh man goat and the bunnyman Number two from Zenoscope. The first one was absolutely bananas. Uh, and I loved everything about it. And number two is out. And I want to know more about the Bunnyman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, modern, uh, from Heavy Metal, Modern Frankenstein, number two. I thought first Modern Frankenstein was very good. It's a very traditional telling of the Frankenstein story, but set in modern times. Mm-hmm. And um, we got the. Uh, what else did I have on my list? New storylines uh, beginning for Money Shot in number eleven. The book I just feel ashamed about reading, but is awesome. <laughs> Why are you ashamed of reading Money Shot? <laughs> to wash my eyeballs out after. <laughs> Well, you read you read uh, Red Room. Yeah, I did. I read the whole thing. I did not look away. 
I have not. You didn't have to watch Drivehouse after reading that book. You don't have to ever. Yeah. Uh, And then a book to watch out for because it's going to be super fun. Just throwing this out there. Yuki versus Panda number one from SourcePoint Press. SourcePoint's been putting out some stuff lately as well, so. Yeah, Yeah, they've got a couple of books out this week that are really interesting to me because it's very rare SourcePoint comes out with a book that I don't know the creative team on. And these are two of them. Good. So, yeah, very excited. Because I'm getting directly from them, so... I get, you know, those release dates, and then I get everything at once. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's actually throwing us off a little bit as well. Um, well, one, it's because we we had automated our system to take in invoices from Diamond, and I'm like, uh, this is taking up a lot more work because a lot of these small publishers don't give us invoices uh, or proper invoices that we can import or um, reconstruct to make it go into our point-of-sale system, so... And there are times we're like, okay, when does this book release? When is this releasing? What's going on? Um, you know, that's something we have to do. That's a challenge we have to get over. Yeah. So, anything else? Background. What's that? Can you hear my son screaming in the background? No. No. He's playing some video game and he's like so loud right now. But no, I think uh, we so might actually... Any- we might actually make our one we hour. May call. actually make it on time. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! It's minutes. called hosting. No. <laughs> it's called. It was a slow news week. It definitely was. Um... So if there's nothing else, I'll do the thing. Do the next... wait, 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 wait. We have forty seconds. Next next week, can we talk about Army of the Dead and how everyone hates it, but I love it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard mixed reviews, most of which are, I shouldn't love this movie, but I do. (laughs) All right. Do your thing, Kyle. All right. Here we go. (sighs) Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom and Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows, The Woodlands Online on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Shows, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, Music Cafe, Taste Buds, and much more. You can watch all of these on the Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV if you're in the Houston area. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Pandora, or wherever great podcasts are given away for free. So for Jen and Brainy, I've been the voice at the other end of the microphone. Uh, Kyle, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.